Alrighty, guys, welcome back to part two or division two of our team mock draft series. Today we got the AFC East. All four teams will be out today. Um, so check that out. Just go to the videos on our own YouTube and you'll be able to see one of the four AFC East teams or you can go back and check out the AFC West, which were posted a couple days ago. Tyler, we're going to start off with your favorite team. How are you doing? Oh, great, because today is Dolphin Day and I'm excited to jump into this uh, seven rounds. Very excited. Um, Tyler Moss NFL on Twitter if you guys uh, want to find me. For sure. So we started off here with the, the the same three, I think, that have been going anywhere. You can find a mock draft. And then we go to the fourth pick here, which Isaiah Simmons goes. Not going to argue what I think is very, very clear path to that come actual draft day. So we're sitting on the clock here. So how do you want – do you want to take this and attack the QB or do you want to go best available every single pick and wait till next year? I mean – I don't think – so I'm just going to lay this out. I don't think the Dolphins are in line to get Fields or um, to get T-Law from Clemson. I, I don't I don't think so. We aren't going to finish with the bottom two team uh, in the NFL next year. We're too good. We're too good with the team we have now, mainly because of the coaching staff and how incredibly they were at making sure this team could still be successful. We've got to go ahead and get the quarterback now or we will be stuck without one for a long time. And, and I think the move is Tua. Um, there's been a lot of buzz for Herbert, but, but Tua's, Tua's the best guy. Uh, for the job, you don't need to start them immediately. You're not in a position to win. Um, unlike a team like the Chargers, I mean, you're you're in a position where you're still growing. You still have to develop your team. You're not looking to win this year, so you have the time to develop to uh, I think that's got to be the move. Yeah, I agree. I think come draft day, no matter how many rumors get circulated, I think, I think Flores will know that who is the better quarterback when healthy, and I don't think he's one to kind of play the – the, the safe game, I think you could say. I mean, you saw that. He put in Ryan Fitzpatrick last year, traded for Josh Rose, and they were just playing playing to win, I think. And they, we definitely saw it last year. So we kind of move on here. I've seen a lot of the same guys going. We come back up here. Justin Herbert is here. Uh, we're going to do, if you listen to, I think it was our Broncos one, maybe, or two have fell to us at 15. But we're going to play it like they both go, all quarterbacks, all three, maybe even Jordan Love go top 10. So we're not going to worry about this here. Jedrick Wills does fall here. Um, do you do you want to kind of skip over him too, or should we go ahead and select him here? I think it's deserving kind of skip over him again. I really don't think he's going to be here. Please, guys, just know if you're before you make your comment that I would have picked Wills immediately. If he's yeah. sitting on the board, that is that is no brainer. Let's go, let's roll. I would definitely go with Wills. However, there is a guy who I think could potentially slip down this far, uh, Makai Becton of of Louisville. Now. Now, he's a guy who I still believe uh, will not be here at this pick. But I believe if any of the tackles are going to fall down, it's going to be him. Uh, kind of the surprise candidate tackle had an amazing combine. Uh, people finally started getting behind him. Uh, he could be a guy that could fall down this far. And, and if he is, and I'm the Dolphins, I, I see zero reason why I wouldn't grab him. Um, however, I mean, that's on you, Lucas. Do, do we want to pretend like he's gone as well? There's a lot of teams that need tackles that didn't take one. Yeah, I think we should probably pass because even if he gets past the Jets, I think the Buccaneers – it's here. I guess we can lay it out for you guys if you're watching. So if the Giants don't go offensive tackle, they're going to go Isaiah Simmons. Maybe if Chase Young or Okuda falls, whatever the case may be. But they're not – they're either going to go tackle or best defensive player, whatever the case may be. Obviously, the Chargers here went Tristan Wirfs at six. I think that's definitely possible. They could easily go sign Cam Newton, Jameis Winston, and be a contender right away. Panthers don't need to tackle. Cardinals do. They end up going CeeDee Lamb. I could still see that. I mean, obviously, it's not the highest probability, but 
they're probably going to go tackle. So that's one team. But before that, I would say probably one tackle worth four, six, whatever the case may be. So there's two tackles gone. The Browns going Kinlaw here. They're definitely going to go tackle. That's three. The Jets could pass, so three. But ultimately, pass the Bucks. I think all four tackles will be gone. So I think we should probably pass here in a sense. Um, and I'm okay with that. Um, I'm going to go ahead and grab a guy who, who I think could just be the spearhead of the defense. They traded away Minka. Um, They've they got to get a safety back. Um, they, they've got to get a guy that can sit over the top for a long time. It's not McKinney. It's Telfit, unless you have an argument for McKinney. I, I really don't know who's better, to be honest. Like I think they're both really good. So I think we'll go with whoever you think is better here. And it's kind of ironic because this is the pick they traded um, Minko away for. So it would be kind of funny if they – well, if they did get McKinney, they're basically replacing an Alabama safety with an Alabama safety. Um, but, yeah, I like, I like Delpa here for sure. I think there's a lot of risk that people are kind of associating with him, but how much risk really is there? Um, he was a, like, obviously, he didn't have a fantastic season because the whole – Everyone else carried him on that defense, I guess. Really didn't, I don't think he's bad by any means. Um, so we go Wills, Beckton, Austin Jackson. See, like, that's why we're kind of like pausing because Austin Jackson went ahead of Wills, which, like we said a bunch of times, it's the computer system, so I'm not worried about it too much. Jordan Love falls, Denzel Mims, and Gross Matos to the Vikings at 25. So we have our last pick in the first round. How do you hmm. – there's a lot of talent here. So we could trade down, but I think – they're, they could easily trade down under the first, but I think we'll just go ahead and keep it and try and keep it simple. I see a couple guys here that I think would make sense to me. I think my number one option here would be Patrick Queen. I think he's a player that is an everyday linebacker that could easily slide into the inside linebacker spot in a couple of years. I don't know. Do the Dolphins run a 4-3 or a 3-4? You might not even know, but. Um, they actually run multiple defenses. Brian Flores kind of keeps it, keeps it relatively flexible. Um, uh, that you'll see four on the front, but they really like the double uh, middle linebacker system um, with uh, – I almost I always forget his name. Ray, Raekwon McMillan. Raekwon McMillan, but it's, it's the uh, – Jerome Baker. Um, yep. So they run them two both as the middle linebackers. Honestly, I believe their their linebacker set is, is probably the cleanest. Now they add Van Noy. Um, I mean, mm-hmm. I don't really see much flaw, and I don't really want to address it this early because there's still an interior defensive lineman down there that I think is getting very much underrated. Uh, value on um, I said defense I mean offensive line uh, Cesar Ruiz uh, very flexible uh, offensive lineman you can put him at center you can put him at, at the uh, guard position I, I am plenty okay taking a guy like that a guy with flexibility that can that can move anywhere on the line um, Niang I it could be a pick I don't I, at this point I think if you're the Dolphins you're taking the best offensive line you can lineman you can grab um, and I think that's the – well, you see Ezra Cleveland as well. Again, I believe Cesar Ruiz is just, just better than them too. So I, I want to go overall best offensive offensive lineman you can get. And one with flexibility is nice as well. Ruiz would be my pick. Yeah, I think him and I, the guy I would say would be uh, A.J. Epinesa because I think he's going to slowly transition to a nose or a D-tackle uh, inside guy now or in the future. I just think he's built like that. He's going to be a consistent guy. But I think we could easily – I think I mean I guess we can look here. Um, you got Wilkins still. Um, yeah, there's a lot of guys that we could take come next round. I think is kind of what I was trying to put it at. Run on two ends. I mean, I, I, I'd like him, but for the Dolphins, I feel like Epines is more of a guy that can go to a, a ready team where he doesn't have to play every single down. Um, mm-hmm. It's not effective when he does. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we come in here, uh, kind of. The, this is the money maker of the draft for me. Um, the beginning, to me, the beginning of Friday round two is 
the most exciting part for me. I think this is where we started to see obviously a lot more of the fantasy value guys go, but I think we see a lot of um, what teams are trying to do for the future. If they're trading up to go get that lineman that fell, if they're trading up, you'll get that running back, whatever the case may be. Um, so obviously you see here kind of a mix of guys go. Glad they've fallen out. Hamler I think will be an early day two pick because some team will miss out on rugs, trade up, maybe add a third round pick in there and go get their discounted Henry Ruggs. So we come down to 39 here and – I want to know your thoughts on JT at this pick because I think this is – if I had to place, I guess, a bet or a probability, I think this is where he's going to fall, and I, I think it's a very safe pick. But what are your thoughts? I mean, I can get behind it. Uh, I really like Niang uh, here at this value. I, I think it would be an electric pick just to keep boosting the offensive line. I mean, Jonathan Taylor is going to be able to run, but he's going to run behind an awful offensive line. I mean, you look back when their next pick is – uh, it, 56. Yeah, I mean, it, it's further away. I think I think we'll be safe, and we'll get Jonathan Taylor because we, we can hope that. I mean, let's look at the offensive linemen. I mean, Tegawahu, Isaiah Wilson, in all honesty with you, yeah, it's a run-blocking uh, run blocking tackle. I would be plenty okay, even if we're reaching on him, to take him at our next pick. So let's go ahead and go Jonathan Taylor. Let's go up the run game, worst in the league last year. So we take him. All right, so we come back up here. We're just praying that – I don't know. I wasn't paying attention very well. Um, yeah, Isaiah Wilson, I think um, – I don't have, like, O-Tackler rankings or anything, but I think we've, we've, we've harped on safe for this team. And I think with Tom Brady leaving that division, I don't think the Patriots are going to be any worse by any means, but I think that opens up a chance for um, competition. I think is the word you could put – yeah, because I, I, I think the, 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 that division is becoming – much more well-rounded than people think because in the past it's been Brady doesn't play anyone he doesn't play any contenders and then we've seen the Bills step it up with on the defensive side and now they're addressing the offensive side and we've just seen the Dolphins stick to their plan of rebuilding and we've seen it come full circle so far in free agency so I think come draft time I think if they attack best available best available best available and then they go with their skill guy and O-line depth or start or whatever the case may be. So I think Isaiah Wilson is an easy pick here. Um, I think he would – I'm not for sure what side he plays by any means, but I think he would come in – even if he doesn't start right away, he would still come in and be that centerpiece for Jonathan Taylor and Jordan Howard in the near future. Yeah, right, tackle. I mean, he's a big boy too. I mean, you look at the Georgia offensive line this year, they're huge guys. Um, I, I just think it's a great pick to pair with Taylor, more or less, because you're getting yourself a run-blocking kind of guy, and that's what you really need. Because um, Tua will be – It'll be a great passer, but you're looking at Brian Flores. He was forced his hand into passing a lot last year, mainly because of, of the players around him. You get a, you get him a running game. He can play that hard-nosed running and just elite defense in, in the future. That That's his goal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I totally agree. Come down here to round three. Um, kind of for a team like this, I think it's kind of tough to sort of narrow down who we, the, the, the route we actually want to take here. Mm-hmm. Um, we can address the wide receiver position, which is not really a need, but it might be with um, Preston Williams, ACL tear. Just kind of maybe some questions. or we, we know how that plays out for some people. Some people come back right away. Some people don't. I see Brandon Ayuk here. I'm kind of intrigued. Um, I think there's definitely a tear break from Ayuk in terms of talent to the other receivers. Um, I'm not fantasy rankings-wise or anything, but I think he's definitely superior to those guys. I don't know. I mean, I like DPJ throwing up there, and, and Van Jefferson's incredibly underrated, but I'm not even going to think there because my pick 
it's going to be a guy who I think can do cover up the last bit of need that Brian Flores was unable to, to bring in in free agency wise. And it's a guy that not only can play the outside linebacker position, um, he's a great run stopper. He is elite uh, pass rushing in, in college. And he was just hidden behind the hype of, of um, what is it? Jabari Zuniga. So I'm a Florida fan. I Grenard, Grenard's a three down player. He's a three down player in every single play. He's going to be, he's going to be effective. He is incredible and he's going way too undervalued in these drafts. Um, he's my pick because you're covering two things that you need. Uh, you're covering your end that you, you did, you did establish with two free agents. I mean, you look at, you look at the kind of need that they need. I think this is more or less a move of let's get B flow one more dynamic offensive player. Um, and, and I think Jonathan Grenard just, just fits the bill here. Yeah, and I think if even if you bring him under Kyle Vannoy, I think that's a huge uh, mentoring spot to eventually even out the snaps or take over the snaps, whatever the case may be. So, yeah, I like that pick. You're more well-rounded on the defensive um, depth pieces, whatever you want to call it, for, for prospects here. So now we go into, I think, round, what, four? So we had no pick re- left in three into early four. So now I think this is kind of where we kind of take it however we want to go here. Um, we got we got our one O tackle here. I do see Sadiq Charles down there at 150. Could be a potential spot of them to maybe if they're not super super confident in Isaiah Wilson. But I think we should go to the cornerback room here. Yes, um, I appreciate that. We're connecting here. Bryce Halsey. Yeah, yeah. I think he he. Ex- I think he is truly the last guy in that. Tier three, tier four guys compared to to what's left here. So I'm just gonna take him and not even. Yeah, um, it's not even a question. You're you're adding Byron. You have you add Byron Jones. You already have Xavier Howard. You have a few other options. I mean, you move Bobby McCain to free safety. That, that's 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 feasible. Um, you, you got to get that third guy. Um, and at least train. At least if he's not stepping on as your third guy, you grow him under two in the NFL elite corners is Avian Howard and Byron Jones are elite corners is Avian Howard underrated because he's with the dolphins. But I mean, these are elite guys. Um, I think it's a really smart move. Mm-hmm. So we got back to back picks here. Now I think if it comes to this point and they have the draft, they already have, I do think they're going to go a receiver and I've kind of been looking at kind of the route they want to take. So they have their alpha or whatever you want. I don't even want to like stereotype Devonte Parker because he's just an alpha. And when you become an alpha, you don't have a, you're not a possession, a slot, a whatever the case may be. You're just the number one receiver. I'm looking at Quintez Cephas. To me, the Dolphins don't have that sort of little underneath possession receiver, kind of like a Danny Amendola, an Edelman. I'm not saying that he's like them, but I think he would be a good addition as a three, kind of a safe receiver. Or we could take a risk with AGG. Isaiah Hodgins could be risky just because, like I said, he's just a smooth route runner, but how well does that transfer with the new quarterback in the NFL? Um, those guys like Tyree Cleveland, James Prochet. But I think James Prochet kind of plays like Devontae Parker, so that would be kind of um, counterintuitive. Or we can kind of look at the tight ends. Maybe Gusecki might play the slot, they said. So maybe they go like a Thad Moss or maybe a Josiah Bagheera, who's kind of a athletic tight end. So what are your thoughts on how we should take this? I mean, none of these receiving guys are attractive to me at all. Um, I, I feel like uh, – what is it? Um, Cephas plays a lot bigger than he is. Um, that, that's that's a benefit to being six one. Um, is, is you can either play bigger or smaller than you actually are. Um, 
I, I don't know. I mean, this is a tough pick for me because I, I don't really like the receiving core and I don't want to force a team like this who just needs talent everywhere uh, into a position where they're, where they're kind of forced to taking uh, a certain piece. Um, how's the D tackle position looking? Just, just curious where everything's falling together there. Um, Not much. Yeah. I mean, and this is kind of the go best available maybe. I mean, it's, it's a little tough. I feel like Nick Coe can play the interior defensive line if you need him to. Um, again, another another big big end. I mean, I mean it's kind of tough here because you, we've established the the secondary right. We've touched up corner, we've touched up safety, we established a guy that can get after the passer that can also play multiple different positions on the defensive end, and then we got a running back, we got our quarterback, and we got line. I mean, we're sitting here what round five, and we've already taken like eight guys. I mean, we're, we're kind of just sitting here just, just kind of, I feel yeah. like, I feel like the Dolphins can take a risk here. If we're going to go wide receiver, um, it, I like Cephas. He, he, I feel like he's fairly safe, but if we're going to, if we're going to go for it, I think Gandy Golden's a kind of size receiver that, that could be quite effective or he could not, but I feel like the Dolphins have so many picks that they can kind of flirt with that kind of decision and, and be okay with it. And, you know, we see, uh, Cephas does go off here as well. I mean, we're just looking for any kind of playmaker. Uh, that, that's all we're trying to go for. And, and I think if we're going to continue that trend, uh, J.R. Reed as a safety from Georgia is, is fitting that bill of let's go for the home run because if it pans out, we're feeling amazing about everything. And if it doesn't, we're not really too worried. So um, we went with J.R. Reed, right? Yep. And I, we took back-to-back picks there. So I went co and then I went – AGG, uh, we just took J.R. Reed here. I was actually looking down Jonah Jackson, but he just went. I think this pick, I don't know how many picks we have left. Um, probably a decent amount. I think we go back to the O-tackle position yeah. um, to try and maybe uh, double down on the Isaiah Wilson. I see two guys here, uh, Akeem Adenaji and Trey Adams, both uh, risky. I guess I don't, I don't really know if they are risky, but I think Trey Adams would probably be the pick for me. I think he – Just a little bit better in my opinion, so – yeah, we'll go with him just to maybe double down, like we said, on the Isaiah Wilson pick. Um, it's his best available at this point. And this one, the past couple we've done, we've had a little more talent remaining at these picks. So it's just kind of um, interesting to see how these play out here. So now we come back down here. I think this might be our last pick. We got two more. So I think something interesting, I think, could maybe be a running back if there is kind of a – You're so well today. I'm very happy about that. <laughs> I think there's – I don't know Jordan Howard's exact contract outs or whatever the case may be, but I think they could easily trade him like he has been next year if they do find a sort of a off pace or a third down back with JT. JT can't catch the ball, but if he is your workhorse running back, your franchise back, you need someone to take off a little bit here. So I think we should take a guy that we really haven't maybe messed with um, in the past or tried to take. I don't really know who, I guess um, – like Mike Warren is there, but he kind of seems similar to sort of what uh, JT has to offer. So I'm just kind of looking here. Yeah, um, Darius Anderson as a, as a as a speed guy, I think would just be interesting. Um, not that they need, you know, but but you're looking at the seventh round here. Why not get a guy that can return? I mean, just for fun. I mean, you're looking for a guy who who's just going to provide any value at all. Um, and I think Darius Anderson can do that for you. Uh, you just throw him in the return game and, and let him grow as a running back too. I, I think that that works. I and mean, he's a very fast guy. Um, 
I, I can get behind that pick. I mean, mainly yeah. looking for any value at all. Yeah, I think it's a very good um, sort of off-pace combination with him. I'm just looking at quarterbacks. We can go like you got your boy Bryce, per- Bryce Perkins down here. Um, I'm going to be honest with you. I wouldn't, I wouldn't hate that, and, and I'll tell you why. You're running the same – I wouldn't say it's similar, but Bryce Perkins, again, is a mobile quarterback. I mean, I don't think I'm going to go with him, um, mainly because I, I don't really see the – oh, Tyler – Tyler's very happy with the guy here, and you already see him. I love that. Um, if you're going to get a wide receiver here, I'm going to go with the veteran guy. Uh, played went fifth year uh, transfer to Georgia last year from Miami. Uh, I'm going to be honest with you. Um, they're young rookies, not rookies. I'll, I'll phrase that correctly. They're young freshmen. were were really good. They're five star elite talent. But the only reason that offense was was still humming was because. Jake Fromm could consistently go to Lawrence Cager, not worry about a ball being dropped, not worrying about uh, is he going to get open, is his route running clean. Um, because I'll be honest with you, freshman wide receivers do not have that capability yet. They they haven't developed it. In, in high school, you're so used to just blowing out at everyone all the time. You don't really have to be as crisp with all your route running. So Lawrence Cager being on that offense was just such a good presence uh, for for all that um, – for all that young talent, I, I swear, if you get if you get um, Lawrence Cager here, it's almost like you're getting a guy who's already pre-established in the NFL. Um, even if he sits as like your fourth receiver, fifth receiver, you're still getting a guy who has the maturity to go out there and make plays. If you if you one of your guy gets down, you don't have to worry about his development. I feel like his development's already there. He can grow a little bit more, of course. Um, but I really really like Cager. I think he's going very very under the radar right now. Yeah, I agree. I think he's. Just- just by watching like Georgia games and stuff, I think he had spurts where obviously like that, there's a reason he's down here because he had spurts where maybe it wasn't that great or whatever the case may be. But I think it's a solid pick here. I think I kind of want to end it off with Pinkney here. Um, I don't really know who you're going to take at 251, but I think it's kind of a value for where he's going just to have that backup to uh, Mike Gusecki. We have seen in the Patriots, they've ran two tight end, three tight end sets. So I do like that here. So we got a whole list of players here. Ultimately, I think the Dolphins will trade at some point. I don't know where it's going to be to maybe shorten down their picks because that um, simple math. You can't take this many picks and turn that into better talent just off probability. Like you're going to miss. So why not limit your chances of missing by trading up to the guaranteed talent? But we're just going to go with what we have. I think we filled we filled every single need possible. And then I think we did have spots where we took best available with a little bit of risk too because um, – I mean, if you're rolling with AGG as your third receiver with the potential we saw at Liberty, mm-hmm. I'm, I mean, I like that. With Albert Wilson as your fourth, Kaseki, Jonathan Taylor, Jordan Howard. So I think we, I think we did a good job here. I think projecting the Dolphins in a seven-round lock is tough. Like I said, there's plenty of room for them to trade, whatever the case may be. And who knows who they go at 18. Maybe they reach for a running back. Maybe they reach for an alignment like Josh Jones or someone. So but overall, I like it. Uh, what are your thoughts? Yeah, uh, I think um, starting with the wide receivers that we got, so we got a really risky Anthony uh, Antonio Golden, Gandy Golden. Gosh, geez, names are fun. Um, we got a really risky move there that could pan out or could not. And then later on, we got Cager, who we're putting ourselves in a situation there where we could say he could work and he could be consistent and we could put him on the field and, and trust that things are going to happen. So if Gandy Golden does not pan out, you have that option that's going to be very safe for you. Uh, you got your Pinkney um, to back up Gusecki. I like that. Um, you got your running backs. You, you got Taylor, who's going to be a plug-in starter. You got Darius Anderson, who's more or less a backup, but it's, it's going to provide value in the return game. 
Um, you look at the offensive line we're able to cover. I mean, Ruiz is, is a starter. Isaiah Wilson can be a starter. Uh, you got Trey Adams as a backup. I, I like that, um, that that works. And then you covered your secondary and defense as well. I mean, the defense is what they covered mostly in free agency. They were able to add Bryce Hall, who I still think can be very, very good in the NFL. Uh, they were able to add Delpit, which we went as a riskier move there at that pick, um, mainly just off of the other talent that was sitting there. But, but I like it. I mean, we're covering our secondary. And then finally, we got Grenard, um, Nick Coe, as guys that can get after the quarterback and stop running. That, that's key. Um, I think we did an excellent job here with this draft of what we we're handed. Um, I really like what everything we pieced together here. Yeah, I agree too. I think we did good for what we had to do. Um, so that is the Dolphins. Uh, I don't know if this is the first one you're going to click on, whatever the case may be, but there were three others out today. There was four others out a while ago. So go check out the rest of the AFC East. And for me and Tyler, we'll see you next time.